Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are listening to The Three Count Presents, now entering the ring, Studio 22! My name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to Now Entering the Ring. We got Studio 22 in the hot seat, but let's go down the roster. Introducing first, he's my tag team partner. He's the man that runs the show because I'm only a figurehead. He's the Red Dog, Cliff Miller. All right, new catchphrase. That's it. That's my catchphrase. And introducing next, he is the 14-time African-American bull wrestling. You know he is. Hide your kids, hide your wife, bare knuckle, brass wearing. You know he puts himself over because he books this shit. Chris Idol. Oh, my God. I was doing so good. That was great. And introducing next, he's only here because he is my little brother. He doesn't actually watch any wrestling. He just watches what culture. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is JJ. I like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. It's a terrible time. And make sure you guys wash your hands. Dirty bastards. If you think that sidewalk thing isn't going to get stolen. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, was good. that was good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the three count presents now entering the ring. We got Studio 22, Jamie Grimes and Christopher and Dino. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm excited for you guys to be on the show. We're going to get right down to business. Question number one for you guys is... How did you guys get into the wrestling thing? You guys can take turns uh, answering. So, yeah. Best goes first, so that's you, Jeremy. <laughs> that was privilege. All right, so uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm already done with this, okay? <laughs> if anybody's watching this, which I know a lot of people are, I'm, in, I'm looking for a new tag partner now. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but about – about three years ago, I went through some um, some serious personal troubles. I ended up losing my job, losing a place to live, and um, I didn't know what I was doing, and I didn't really have, like, a calling or anything. I just got done coming back from college in Arizona. I really didn't know what to do. And a buddy hit me up about just coming to train, and I showed up, and, like, it's it, it looked bad. I didn't want to do it. Did it. Loved it. And now here we are later with my the greatest in ring performer, Landino Heat. They're 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 recording. The red light is on now. This is when you, this is when you PC all of your statements. Nah, bro. I ain't the greatest at nothing but being late. Um, uh, 
I just got into wrestling because uh, I'm I'm Latin like through and through, so it was just put in front of me like as a child very early. Uh, I just thought it was lit. I was like, oh, how do these how do they do that? It was like the closest uh, thing to uh, superheroes that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then come to find out, like my dad did it for a little bit, and he boasted it a lot. And then it was just cool to me. And then, shoot, I didn't even realize I've basically been taking bumps since I was nine because my dad was, like, always, like, doing something with me. I They showed me a bunch of pictures I didn't even know existed of me, like, in a ring at, like, eight and nine and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't even remember none of this. Well, I know I probably had CTE at, like, eight nine years old because, like, I don't remember already being in a ring. <laughs> like, I'm seeing all this other stuff. I think I think I saw me jumping off the second rope. I was like, oh, I was a spot monkey. That's how I know I don't remember none of this. Like, oh, my God, what? Who is that? I'm like, Chris Adino would never. No, no. If it ain't a fish drop off the first rope, that ain't me. Um, no, nah, I, just, I just thought it was cool. Um, met some people. They introduced me uh, to a, a, a little spot at a, at a little factory where uh, some dudes was getting way too busy and got in there, stunk up the junk, but everyone told me it didn't stink that bad. I just stayed around, and that was kind of it. And then I stunk up the place enough, somebody else told me, hey, we know some guys that are, like, actually professionally training. It was like, how about instead of you losing money, you can actually maybe make some money, but, like, two or three years down the line. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I met Jeremy, stunk up the, stunk up the joint some more, but for whatever reason, he was like, I think you're great. And then he just decided to put me in his car. And I've been stealing money from promoters ever since. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been two and a half years of people paying me to not be good and telling me it was good. So, it's what it is. Well, I guess that answers my second question on uh, how the Studio 22 formed. So, he just put you in his car? That's no, legit. That's- legit. We uh, were at training. And he already had a tag partner. Uh, they were everybody was doing stuff and for whatever reason he was just like hey man I really like what you're doing and all this other stuff and I was just like why (laughs) 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 just why and uh, there was this uh, gigantic battle royal slash royal rumble thing they were doing Uh, this uh, promotion SSW was trying to outdo the greatest royal rumble by having, I think they called it the actual Royal Rumble. It wasn't even an original name. Um, and it had like 90-something guys in <laughs> um, But here's the thing, right? 90 guys and one girl. Yeah, what? but here's the thing, right? <laughs> On paper, that sounds that sounds terrible, right? Um, This is my first time ever being in a, like a professional wrestling setting. So when you hear 90-something guys, you're probably thinking, oh, mega cluster it was the most organized thing i've ever seen in my life like in a, in between the ropes it was the most organized thing i've ever seen with more than two human beings in it and i was thoroughly impressed like they without nobody even noticing they made sure to keep it within only like 15 guys in the ring no one could even tell the timing of everyone and stuff like that the way they like set it up and all this other stuff it was just like all right uh here they act people shoot like drew randomly and i think i got like spot 60 something or something some nonsense like that um it was some like ridiculous number and then um that's what they recommend to everybody with the exception of the final people and the first people 
um, find your number, find guys at least four or five spots ahead of you, four or five spots under you, coordinate with one of them to eliminate you. If you want to be special, just figure it out between them. Um, there was a guy there who uh, was, it was it was Drake, Jeremy. He um, I saw this big dude, and uh, I was still doing the Hefe gimmick, and uh, this was a show uh, for autism. I want to know, it was for kids of muscular dystrophy. So it was like an entire section with children. And I said, hey, um, I look like a super range. I look like a super uh, weirdo uh, Power Ranger guy. Um, military pressed me literally in front of all those children. Like, that's how I want you to eliminate me. Scoop me up and drop me on the pavement in front of them and make them all cry and get your heat. Because he was in, like, the final six and stuff. I was like, that's quick heat. Um, I was in there for maybe, like, two or three minutes, just threw some chops just to get everybody to pop. And then Drake grabbed me, picked me up, and just threw me in front of all those kids, and, like, three of them started crying. And I was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> That's all I needed. <laughs> and then, like, um, and there was, like, this little, like, baseball team there, and their coach was uh, Spanish, and he definitely, he was like, yeah, come come here and uh, sign these kids' autographs. I was like, I've never even practiced autographing. Um, so there's a bunch of kids out there that have a pamphlet from that show, and in a dark corner, I blatantly put it in a dark corner so they couldn't see it because it was so bad. <laughs> all these kids have a really shitty – Hefe Santos signature in the corner of their pamphlets, like six or seven kids. Um, it's gonna be worth zero dollars, so kids, you can throw them out. <laughs> I disagree. It's not gonna be worth anything. Disagree there. Um, yeah, that's how he got in the car, but he's leaving out how he got part of the tag team, which I think is a lot better of a story. So we drove you, up to you opportunity to talk, man. SCWA. My man's looking like. Montel Williams with That's a turtleneck crazy. and dress pants on, and, and I just I, blew my I blew I my knee him, out I, like I, two I weeks prior. The, I stole the shirt and the pants from a referee and an announcer. That wasn't. <laughs> that's not relevant to the story. It is. It's they weren't my clothes. Don't make people think I just randomly <laughs> wore a turtleneck. And, and there, like, there are there's photos that I'll attach in the comments. Of, True. You know, Montel Williams, but um. That's crazy. I blew my knee out like two weeks prior because I had a tag partner that we're not going to speak of. He was, um, yeah, but, um, I was, I was looking around for new tag partners, um, taking applications. Uh, we get up to the show. It's like a four hour drive. So we're all tired. We don't want to be there. You know, no offense. We, we really didn't want to be there. Uh, we might draw like 30 people and I wasn't really thrilled with my match that I was in. And obviously I just, Blew my knee out two weeks ago. I'm just honoring the booking. Stupid green. Don't do this at home. So I go, I go out there and I'm having a little bit of a match. I'm like, all right, they're gonna have you get taken out. Have have someone be a doctor. <laughs> so we had him be the doctor, but then I was like, even better. Let's just have him be my director. That way it makes more sense of him taking me out. I was like, he can go out there and manage, get himself over, and then he can carry me to the back afterwards. And I'll ask the director, Christopher Andino. Oh, man. Well, that's like a match made in heaven, then. Yeah. I wasn't getting booked at all as Hefe. The second those pictures went up of me looking like the world's brokest black Steve Jobs, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's, hey, why didn't you introduce me to this character first? You know, maybe we could have talked about something. So I had about six different uh, messages to promoters and of me trying to get booked and them leaving me on red. And then as soon as those pictures go up, those same six 
ping, 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 wow. ping, ping, ping. Yeah, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> they probably thought that they were about to like give me a compliment, like, "Hey, we saw this new character, and we think it's great." I'm like, "Hey, it was a one-time thing. I have no gear for that guy." So yeah, so that's probably why there's gonna be a bunch of pictures of all the first director matches where it just looks like Hefe without the mask because that's all the gear I had. <laughs> <laughs> until until Jeremy gave me some of his tights that he didn't use that just says a uh, Hollywood legends never die. I was like, I would say that obnoxiously out loud. I'm like, I'm not from Hollywood. I've never been to California, but you know what? Let's do it anyway. And then I got a little smarter and realized that the director should be from Broadway. And then I got smarter and realized I was like, the director shouldn't be a director at all. He should be a con artist, and the director thing should be his con. And so here we are. So I just had to evolve it to stick with Jeremy because. Jeremy was like, everyone loves the director. I was like, the director's dumb. They just haven't met Hefe yet. <laughs> I was like, me, it'll get over. And then Jeremy was like, but how would we be a tag team? Hefe and Jeremy would never be a tag team. I'm like, can fine. And then I retired my mask and cried about it for three days listening to Drake. <laughs> it's hard time, man. Yeah, everybody, I could... else was, everybody, else, everybody else thought the tag team was great. I'm sitting there in the cut crying like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny i'm just thinking about like you said like it's supposed to be a con art. he the director is a con artist and i'm like yo it's like the casting couch kind of deal it's awesome <laughs> oh, i might do i might do a promo like that just randomly have people like sitting on my couch <laughs> hey, Cliff, we might have to pull up <laughs> and get some stuff done <laughs> so, all right yeah yeah oh 18? Do you have a license? Do you have an ID for that? No? I don't want to, I can't take that I wanna, chance now. I want to, I want to get a bodyguard because I have a lot Pro of wrestling. friends that are, are planning on uh, going through a training that are like a big size and they don't know what they want to do yet. So I was like, dude, we could bring you around and you could just be my bodyguard. So, um, I wanted to probably do something where I audition a bunch of people that aren't big and like to have them audition to be my bodyguard. <laughs> But I was, but now you're giving me new ideas. I'm about to ask them all like their sizes, but it's going to be all like their sizes of mass. But I'm just going to word it to where it sounds mad raunchy. I'm like, so what's your bus size? But it's clearly just this big, massive dude with a very impressive chest. <laughs> like, 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 hey, can I, um, what, what size underwear do you wear? Uh, what, where, what's going on with your glutes? Do you, do you, do you work legs? Do you mind if I <laughs> Yeah. It's so awkward. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what have been what's been your highlight so far as Studio Twenty Two? We have highlights. Uh, um, yeah. Do we have highlights? No. You know what? I I enjoy any matches I have uh, that I'm able to do as Studio Twenty Two. Um, I prefer tag team wrestling less bumps than over singles wrestling. Um. But what do you got, Chris? Because I, I, I thought it was cool when we did that Survivor Series match, and for whatever reason, they thought it was a good idea to let me be the uh, sole survivor. What a terrible! That was really good. That, that, you know what? We we debuted a lot of new stuff that night. Um, it was a packed house. I just thought it was cool because of the celebration you decided to have. So Jeremy gets eliminated, and they uh, it's me and two other guys. And instead of going to the back like everyone else, Jeremy decides to get behind our gimmick table, which is still out in front of everyone. And he's sitting there 
I'm I'm doing my work and I keep noticing him in the cut. He's still selling, mind you, but he just looks hilariously out of place. So it threw me off maybe once or twice, and then some. And then I got stiffed, and it just brought me back into the match. I was like, I was literally just sitting there, like I'm in the middle of a head, like like what are you doing, Jeremy? And then <laughs> he went for some kind of cross. I had no idea what he was trying to hit me with, but I just remember, bitch, you better watch, like how you touch me, <laughs> like. And then I immediately remembered, oh, yeah, I'm in a wrestling match. I just stopped staring at Jeremy like a weirdo. Um, and then as soon as we finished the match, um, Jeremy, from all the way back there, runs around the crowd. These, 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 these people are like four or five rows back. Like, So he runs all the way around, comes back over from the entrance, slides into the ring. It probably was your best in-ring slide ever, by the way. Slides in the ring, covers about like three hard inches when he slides in like just smooth edge just slides in and just tackles me like as if I wasn't in the ring longer than everyone else it <laughs> <laughs> just and in the I don't even know if he knew he did it but he shouldered me in the face so hard when he went to hug me and he's it, there's a picture of me just kind of like this <laughs> Jeremy and Jeremy has his arms wrapped around me and he's behind me and I look like I died on Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Jeremy's just sitting there holding me, and I look dead, and everyone thinks, oh, man, you must have got weirded out by that match. I'm like, no, Jeremy was choking me. <laughs> his arms were wrapped around my neck so hard. He's really sitting there. He's got his legs on me. Like, he's got me in a full body triangle at some point. Like, he legit has me, like, if he could have been the UFC welterweight champion, whatever he wanted right there. Like, he just had me set up, like, yeah, tap, buddy, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I'm trying to, like, sell the celebration. So I'm sitting there with one finger up, like, we did it. We did it. And Jeremy just sitting there, ah, ah, baby. I'm like, please get off me, I'm paying you. I'm paying you. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So, yeah, I guess probably because it was one of the larger crowds we did shit in front of. So, and it was one of the actual first times in front of that Pennsylvania crowd that I got to do my shit. So all of a sudden, Pennsylvania realized, oh, Chris Andino kind of can wrestle. I can't, but, you know, so that, I guess. I, I also enjoy, um, just this past, what was it, December, we wrestled at uh, West Virginia in our first ever, like, tag team hardcore match. Oh and, yeah, let's not uh, talk about the, that. That hurt. The whole thing was the we we spent the whole morning like going to like Goodwills and like different like you know thrift shops trying to find stuff to like literally just beat the shit out of each other with. And we're going through this Goodwill and he stops me and goes, "Yo, <laughs> I found a skateboard helmet." <laughs> and I'm like, "What you going to do with a skateboard helmet? Headbutt somebody?" He goes, "Yeah, Crispin Wall style." I was like. <laughs> I was like, that's not going to work. He goes, it's watch, it's going to work. I'm going to talk to him. So we get there, and, like, the whole time I'm just ragging. I'm like, yo, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to take it. Chad's got the right shirt for what we ended up doing. They, no, I'll get to that. I go, yeah, he wants to do a Crispin Wall headbutt with this uh, skateboard helmet on. They were like, nah, have him do the Dudley Boys. What's that? And I'm like, yeah. and now he's looking at me the entire match and before going, Hey, you know what spot's next, right? You know what spot's next, right? <laughs> well, we got closer and closer to me going under the ring to pull out the helmet. I'm like, we're two spots away, brother. <laughs> and, 
and then he's like, after this spot, you know what's the next spot, brother? Like, I just kept going. Legos. Oh, uh, the Legos sucked. Uh, we took uh, dual back body drops onto the Legos. And uh, so there are uh, there are trainers Legos. Cliff, you've seen them. So these 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 big blocks are have so much wear and tear on them. They have been used for probably every single sickened Riot City Rules slash deathmatch ever. And, you know, Nick is the world's oldest 30-year-old. So, like, he has at least three deathmatches a month. Like, that's legit. Like, he has at least two or three a month. And he has a designated trash bag for these big blocks. They become so... If it's it's like, you know, like, if you're if you're seeing a Dudley Boys match, a table's going to happen. For, for Nick is literally like, if I'm in a match, we're using big blocks. So these big blocks have betrayed this man so many times, he has yet to buy a new pack of them. <laughs> and for whatever stupid reason, I trusted Jeremy to, to, uh, to Nick, hey, Nick, can we use your big blocks for our match? And he's sitting there like, oh, absolutely. Like, he's thrilled to let us use them. <laughs> He's thrilled for these big blocks to break off someone else's spine for once. Um, we take the back body drops. And mind you, I don't love my handstand bumps. Cliff, you know this. I decide today I could take a handstand bump like nobody. I get, I plant my hands on, on Ish's back, and I get sky. I look over to my left. Jeremy's getting sky. And I'm like, well, that's supposed to happen. He's got a great handstand bump. Why am I up here with you? <laughs> that's when I got scared because I realized, wow, he'll get this kind of height all the time. I'm up here with him. That means I'm up that high as well. It was like one of two things. Either Jeremy got off a terrible handstand bump or I got off a really good one. I hope it's the first one. Nope, it was the second one. We get up high. The crowd collectively inhales. And we hit these big blocks. So many of them decided to break. So many. Um, one broke off in my ass. Like it's, yeah. They um, yeah. We're pulling them out of our arms. Our everyone when we get when we get to the back and I'm limping and I'm holding my butt cheek. Everyone's thinking, you know, oh, you know, he's being a worker. And uh, I think Nick said, oh, you don't, you can stop selling. And literally, it was, poink. I was like, I wasn't. And now my, my gear has, like, a hole on the butt cheek. And then I take them off, and somebody tells me, yo, two more inches to the left, it would have been the crack. So, and I look, and the hole is literally right next to the seam line. Oh. <laughs> like, it was so <laughs> bad. Jeremy takes off his shirt, and it looks like, you know, he had an aggressive night with a woman. Like, he, it was it was bad, yo. Like, I was like, Damn. And I was like, I remember sitting there. I was like, hey, Nick, man, are we hardcore now, bro? Like, <laughs> it was so bad. And he was like, yeah, I do three of those. I was like, great. I don't. Now I feel like a bitch. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, I was going to ask you, where is your favorite promotion to wrestle? <sighs> I think me and Jeremy have different answers. Uh, mine is 1CW in Houston, Delaware. They always draw great. They bring in excellent tag team names. And every time we've been there, we've been put up against excellent tag teams. That's right. Uh, right. The old so we can get booked better. Keep going. Yeah, that's right. You already know. Keep no, going. but uh, seriously, if you're looking for good wrestling in the Delaware area, oh. 1CW is the way to go. 
I mean, we love everywhere we wrestle for, though. You know, we wrestle here in Maryland for EWA, uh, West Virginia, EPPW. And Dino, would you like to chime in? Well, uh, since uh, since we're trying to uh, get booked good, uh, you already covered us uh, because we're going to be doing the Chapel Cup for one CW. Um, oh, well, t- EWA, you know, they, they're debuting us in a four-way tag title match. Which we are going to win. Um, uh, I also thoroughly love the Fight Pro crowd, you know, out in uh, D.C. Which, I respond to my DMs. I want my rematch, you know. Uh, So, uh, hopefully, when this drops, uh, you know, I'll be your Chocolate City champion, and me and Jeremy will have two other tag belts. (laughs) It'll be lit. And also, hopefully, the promoters don't want us to keep the uh, the titles on us, because I hate luggage and i hate championship titles they I, are really wish. I don't care about them being heavy i really just don't like them <laughs> i like well, dino and i don't want to be good no i just i wish you could be a champion without actual physical titles what happened to, get trophies? Back to them. what happened to trophies i just want a participation trophy <laughs> I just, like, i'm there I, you're carrying if i can just have just a trophy bring it home with me it stays in my house I don't have to bring it around and hey everyone look I'm like I, I hate it so much I hate it so much. <laughs> then so. everyone keeps wanting to have bigger and heavier belts. That's another issue I have. Yeah, I can see that being a I can see that being an issue. Yeah, man, I already gotta have clothes in this bag. Now you want me to put like a ten pound like thing? I don't want. So the last question is something for like you know guys who are trying to break into the business. Like, how do you guys promote yourself, and like, what do you what advice do you have for guys who are coming up? Social media is key. You gotta watch what you post constantly. You can't you can't be out there on your worker page talking politics, talking you know uh, anything like that that could get you you know negative backlash. You People do it want, anyway. You want to constantly promote yourself. Get yourself over, you know, like, if you hear someone talking about wrestling, be like, hey, you know, um, I do professional wrestling around here. You know, you don't have to spend $80 for floor seats to go see Seth Brawlins. You can come see me at, you know, EWA or something like that. So, you know, it's all about how you put yourself out there and really just the, the drive and determination. I just take advantage of the fact that I'm in an interracial tag team, so you have to book us. Like, if if you don't, you're racist. Like, <laughs> think about it. Like, there's so many tag teams that the guys are either related, they grew up together. So if they grew up together, that means they were in the same neighborhood. And if they're in the same neighborhood, nine times out of ten, they're of the same ethnicity. Like, so you know, if if Cliff tags with Jeremy and they told you they both grew up in Hagerstown, you're gonna believe it. Um. If if Chaz and, and uh, Justin uh, tag, you know, y'all got the same hairstyle right now. <laughs> like they're gonna, if Chaz, if you decide to team up with your brother, it's gonna be like, well, well, of course. But now you see me and Jeremy, and it's just like, oh wait, how did these two get together? Oh, you have interest, you have to book us now. It's too late. You, you <laughs> and then people find out that our fee isn't obnoxious because we don't think too highly of ourselves. But yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. Oh. I did this spot on this thing or on this thing or on this, like eh, look man um we'll start here if you think I'm that good to give me more money thanks I'm not going to say no either uh just not a hot dog just 
It's not a hot dog. It's not a hot dog. I need I need a form of payment. I have to travel. I have to eat. And damn it, I'm trying to do this forever. So yeah, you gotta you gotta give me a dollar at least. If you don't start with a dollar, if you don't start with a dollar bill, and you tell me something like, "Oh, the exposure," uh, we, <laughs> I, I, you're gonna get left on scene because most of these are on Facebook, and for Facebook, it's not read, it's seen. So, yeah, people, you're gonna see my little face bubble on the side of your last message, and that's the last thing you're gonna see from me. <laughs> if, if a promoter doesn't say, "So let's discuss fees," I'm like, "Oh, I guess you don't want to discuss anything else." Okay, I understand. It's okay. I think what he's trying to say is quality over quantity. Yeah, I got yelled at for preferring quantity one time by uh, an unnamed source who actually cares about me. So I won't, I won't uh, make it sound like he's a bad person. But uh, he flat out just he also shares my first name, so I guess that'll kind of give it out. But yeah, he was just like, "Stop doing all these little baby ass shows." I understand that you're trying to get out there, but you know, over time, those quality shows will pay off. It doesn't matter that you work. 16 times in one month if you did it in front of 16 people all 16 times <laughs> especially <laughs> when thir- 13 of those 16 people go to all those other 16 shows so who's new so yeah yeah all right but, so uh who's uh who are some tag teams out there that you guys haven't worked with that you're looking forward to working this is a jeremy question and a jeremy <laughs> question alone <laughs> I mean, Let me just go first because I'm going to give a very dull answer. Uh, I've said this on Twitter a bunch of times. Um, I genuinely, truly, wholeheartedly have no such thing as a dream match. Um, I don't mean it in like a douchey way. I just mean it in an honest way of I want to perform, period. I genuinely could care less. JJ, if you are a, if you have a license and you are across from me and the promoter said, hey, you two squash match, he kills you. JJ, I'm going to try to make you look as fantastic as possible. That is what was put on the piece of paper. That is what I'm going to do. That is it. My job is to be a cog. I am not the engineer. I am not the, no, no, no. My job is professional wrestler i'm here to do the professional wrestling thing whether it's um who do you want to face at the gymnasty boys who else do you want to wrestle um am i allowed to say the gymnasty boys the gymnasty boys yes we want the gymnasty boys we want we want the ugly wants to wrestle the gymnasty i want the old bay boys again give me dog nation the truth the truth is jeremy wants to jeremy wants to wrestle every tag team that is hosted by a black man and a white man. <laughs> and, uh, hey, Mike Bennett, I heard you're just recently a free agent again, so let's get Matt Taven, get the kingdom together, and we'll give you that uh, that waxing, too. See, I'll, I, I don't know about waxing. <laughs> uh, I think we'll get waxed. Uh, I think, like every other human being with a heartbeat, uh, Jeremy will get distracted by Maria. Um, I, I, am a taken man. I am a taken man and a man of God. I will keep my eyes on the prize the entire time. Um, Jeremy is uh, going to be a dog and look at Maria and he's going to get rolled up one, two, three, and we're going to lose the match. Um, and that's just how it's going to get booked. And it'll make sense. You know, uh, Matt Taven will hit me with some ridiculous move that'll drop me on my forehead and um, I'll be out for about 37 seconds. Um, Jeremy will look at Maria for three seconds too many. And Mike Bennett will hit him with the cleanest roll up ever. And, the cleanest. and it'll be one, two, three. 
uh, yeah, and we met Mike Bennett, and he was a very nice man, and we spent more time talking about the New England Patriots than we ever did about wrestling. And, yeah, he's a very nice guy. So, so I'm not going uh, to say anything bad about Mike Bennett. Even nothing bad. Bennett. Nothing bad about Mike Bennett. He's a great guy. Sure. We're going to wax him. No, nah, hey, Mike, you're a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, Matt Taylor is also one of my new, favorite people. I love your new non-essential worker shirts. Those are brilliant. Good for you. And his daughter <laughs> and his and his kid is uh, super cute on Instagram. So yeah. <laughs> so uh what's what's the hardest part about being a tag team wrestler? Agreeing? He doesn't like anything. I send him tons of matches, tons of moves, things that we could do, t-shirt ideas. Yeah, they I Yeah, that's cool. See, we notice he that. said I don't like anything, but when he imitates me, he can't imitate me saying a negative thing. He just said I said they I. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. That, uh, that's technically a form of agreeing. So yeah, what the problem is, Jeremy wants me to share exci- excitement through text message. No, 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 no. Not all. I don't text. know how to express excitement through a text message. No, Look, no, man, just throw in the exclamation point at the end. But I'm, I'm, not yelling, point. But I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yelling. yelling. I'm not yelling. All caps exclamation point. When, That's how when we, we do. Watch, when we're watching wrestling, or I'll send you something, and then we'll talk about it. And, like, how about the other day whenever I told you about that move on FaceTime I mean, and you sat there and this, this is the response. Ready? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> No other, no, no other reaction. Well, well, like well, also, also, you're leaving out a very, you're leaving out a very, actually important detail. I was at work. You can't smile at work? What, you work in hell? I, I don't smile often <laughs> I have a natural at a face. I cannot control you these things. What to be upset about? I'm not upset. I said it was cool. This is a genuine argument we're having, and they're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? And recently on the Three Count Podcast, Studio 22 breaks up before COVID does. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. COVID beat us. Look at that, man. Shit. It's a damn shame. We lost, we lost to something orchestrated by Donald Trump. How dare you let me lose to something by the orange, man? <laughs> hey, you can keep that. I have no problem attaching my name to Donald Trump slander. <laughs> I'm Latin. I'm supposed to hate him. He called us all Mexican drug dealers. This message is brought to you by Studio 22. No, 100%. 100%. This could be the clip. <laughs> Proud. All right, okay. all right, my last question for you guys. Uh, now, typically, you'll get asked, what's the best match you've ever had? But oh. I want to know, what's the worst match you've ever had? So we had a match. Um, it was actually our first match this year uh, in January. Mm, uh, I agree with you. We're not going to say the names of our opponents. No, we can say them. No, we can say them. We can say them. Because they know them. It was Tyrone and Greg, guys. No, it wasn't Tyrone and Greg. That's my answer. Oh, no. Mine's <laughs> answer It was Tyrone and Greg, and it was Tyrone and Greg because we forgot everything that we were going to do. We went into it so confidently because we trained together, and we're like, oh, we know each other's movements, that, that, that. Me and Tyrone have had matches together where we literally don't discuss the match, and we're talking about what we're going to do after the match. So me and Tyrone are like, all right, let's just, let's just, you and me. So what happened was, point blank period, um, the, uh, the alignment was booked incorrectly. 
they thought it was a better idea to book me and Jeremy uh, as as the uh, the good guys and Tyrone and Greg as the bad guys. Um, pro- problem number one, uh, me and Jeremy are better at being bad guys than them. Not to say that they're bad at it. We're just better at it. Um, <laughs> Tyrone comes out dressed as a basketball player and is super slender. When you work heel, you're going to get the majority of the offense in. I have now adapted a very uh, chubby-esque build. Jeremy is a, a well-stacked cruiserweight. Well, whereas on the other end, it is Greg and Greg as all of the weight on that tag team. So realistically, <laughs> when they're supposed to be the heels, so you're just asking Greg to get all the offense and Tyrone be there. No. Uh, Tyrone also is extremely good at taking shit. Uh, you know, he's he's a porn star. He's <coughs> fantastic at getting beat the hell up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's good at what he's good at. He also has an amazing springboard. He also is really good at getting the crowd to feel bad for him because he's 125 pounds soaking wet with two bricks in each of his basketball short pockets. So <laughs> realistically, why the dog hell are we being booked as the good guys, you know, the two guys with a actor and director gimmick. We're supposed to be douchebags. So that was issue number one. Issue number two was we clearly got lost in the middle of the match, and the match got bought around by the end because the finish was really dope, but also we were told that this crowd wants to be told a story. They're not here for the spotty stuff. Meanwhile, uh, uh, about two-thirds of our match was booked to be spotty because it's four guys who are actual friends. We just want to have some fun. It's our first match of the year. Let's just go out there and do some stupid shit. And then we get told, oh, whatever you do, don't wrestle like such and such and such because, uh, you know, this crowd isn't here for that. Uh, our finish was very spotty. Do you want to know the only part that the crowd reacted for? Yeah. The spotty-ass finish. In the beginning, we're trying to tell a story brother we're trying to work a wrist lock brother they couldn't give two shits so the first portion of our match that was really well orchestrated between me and greg and some good heat between jeremy and uh tyrone just fell they just just from the low you could drop your pen and be this close to the ground and you would have still heard that pen they were so bored with us and it was jeremy was doing this cool wrist lock stuff and they were just like "Ooh, ooh!" greg did this thing where he looked like the world's fastest big dude and he like even deadlifted jeremy at one point and then they were just kind of like oh (laughs) they didn't give a shit didn't give a shit and then in the middle tyrone goes for an up and over i catch him with a cutter i throw tyrone on the jeremy jeremy freaking scoop slams him uh fucking jeremy jumps off somebody and freaking hits a rana and greg goes all the way out the ring i big last ride bomb tyrone bring him back up jeremy kicks him in the mouth and then we get into a pin and they're sitting there like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen now all of a sudden they're thrilled and then it's one two three oh see i picked the matchup to end it wow what a tease so it was just a crowd of a bunch of people that basically just saw the world's greatest blowjob and no sex it was really I bad. disagree. I gotta disagree. I think our worst match was like two weeks prior, whenever the guy told me he could take a spike, a, a Kalisto spike Rana, 
Oh, that wasn't a match. That's my maybe why I forgot that match. Oh, that's a match. It that has... felt like a segment to me, but go ahead. I mean, then that's fi- the worst segment we were in this year. What's what's five minutes in a wrestling ma- in, in in wrestling? To me, that's a segment. If it doesn't go past five minutes, can you call it? Oh, a it's match? the DS. It's the DS. What's a DS? The drizzle shits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went out there, did our entrance. We did a bit of a match that then got thrown out because um, a team we were feuding with came out and ended the match. Didn't have a finish. Doesn't sound like a match to me. That feels like a segment. <laughs> it was just the in-between parts where we were supposed to do wrestling. It was just bad because a guy couldn't take a runner. But, you know, I don't see how something that involved. So if y'all watch wrestling enough, tag match starts. It's about two minutes in. All of a sudden, a different team comes out, breaks it up, and continues to invoke their feud with the tag team champions. Is that a match to you, or is that a segment? That's a segment. That's yeah. literally what happened. With, yeah. with the exception of the yeah. in-between match stuff that was really poor, because this guy couldn't take a very I, simple run from I'll just be honest with you, I forgot the finish, because I was pissed after he couldn't take it. Yeah, remember, we ended up having to do that thing with uh, with uh, Mike and uh, Skyler. And then remember, and then we ended their match later in the night with the chair stuff. They didn't have a match either. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> if they said that that was their worst match, I'm like, it's a cop out. It's not even a match. My worst match this year was Goldberg versus the Fiend. You weren't in that. <laughs> you weren't in that. I was invested. Yeah. <laughs> Until Goldberg came out. No comment. I might meet Goldberg, and I have no issue with them, so <laughs> I don't want to get shoulder checked by him. <laughs> I saw Just one. Call my bro. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need someone with a salt and pepper chin hair to tell me, uh, "Don't call me, bro." Like, Chill me, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just gonna say, "Hey, what's up, boss? I'm not your boss." Look, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would just apologize. Some fights ain't worth it, man. <laughs> it, it's like, so what if you could beat his ass? What do you win? The fight. Right. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, and then and cool, and then you're gonna get buried because he makes more money than you. You won the fight though, but he's like Who's five that? seven. Huh? <laughs> he's like five seven. Who's five seven? Goldberg. You're five seven. I'm five nine. <laughs> five nine with your boots on, man. Next question. <laughs> I'm five eleven with my boots on. Next question. All right. Oh, All right. Here we go. Next question. What the three count listeners want to know about Studio 22 is what drives you? What motivates you guys to get up out your bed and wrestle? I'm going to yes. give you an enthusiastic answer only because I appreciate your enthusiastic question. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Uh, it's so weird seeing you with a mustache, by the way. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Cliff before y'all got here, I was like, I forgot Chaz had a brother, and I forgot he had a name. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just remember Chaz has a little brother that'd be there sometimes. Like, that was it. Um, What enthused, what, uh, be a better wrestler than my dad was, which I think I already did, because my dad's wrestling career didn't even happen for real. So, haha, suck it, dad. Uh, (laughs) About it. Uh, You know, uh, my dad, uh, he wrestled for about two years. Uh, broke his back in a very like mm-hmm. weird situation um wasn't even in a match my dad was a three-sport athlete while also wrestling 
Um, and because of, he fucking was wrestling in Puerto Rico, they didn't care that he was 16 years old. Uh, but also he was built like a grown man at 16. So he's 16, 17 years old, uh, already with a year and a half under him in wrestling, uh, broke his back in a football game. Uh, and my, my mom <laughs> was about to have my sister. And so it was, hey, buckle down and make some money doing this or continue your wrestling dream. And my dad decided to be a good father and, like, concern himself with my mother being pregnant and said, no, I'm going to stop wrestling and focused on getting his CDL and then taking my mom to America where the more opportunities and a free education and decided to raise us properly and shit. You sound uh, so upset. <laughs> <laughs> My parents got divorced. My mom moved to Maryland because all her family was here, not in New York. And my dad, instead of just staying in New York and paying child support and never being around, he said, I'm going to move to Maryland because I want to be around my children. <laughs> the fuck? What a terrible uh, guy. What a, <laughs> just, a, just a cunt, right? What an uh, ass. And, then when I, and then when I tell him, hey, dad, I think I'm going to try to be a wrestler like you, he goes, no, buddy, I want you to be a better wrestler and a human being than I ever was. Like as if he was some kind of terrible human being. My dad has never seen a jail cell in his life. He's he's been pulled over to be told that a tail light was out. My dad hasn't even gotten a strike on his license. Like which is why I'm so glad to put my insurance under his name because I'm gonna be paying nothing <laughs> under insurance because he has the world's cleanest like record behind the wheel. And no, nah, but my, my goal was always to uh just there's not enough representation for people that look and talk like me in wrestling. Um I fell in love with The Rock because he had slick hair and had my skin tone. And then I found out he was Samoan and realized, wow, I really have no representation in front of this damn screen when it comes to this in-between-the-ropes thing. And then they give me No Way Jose, but they make him a shuck and jiver. And I was very offended. And it, I was even more offended because he really can wrestle. So I was just like, so the first time you put a Dominican on your screen, he shuck and jives and throws baseball punches. Wow. So that's all we are to you. We have an Olympic basketball team. Y'all suck. <laughs> like, I'm just offended. So, no, nah, I just, I just, I really, shit, I know it'll never happen, but my very unattainable goal is to be Spanish John Zena. That's about it. Tired, tired of, I'm just tired of the TV screen having everybody that looks like Jeremy. Like, why can't they look like me? <laughs> like, that's about it. They all look like you. I just want to wrestle <laughs> around the world. That's it. <laughs> Jeremy, wants to, Jeremy wants to see the world. I'm like, I want to see the wrestling ring in this new country and then go home. Like, that's what I'm petrified about. When me and Jeremy end up having to do tours, he's going to want to, like, use our extra days to, like, go explore these places we've never been. I'm going to want to stay in my room. True story. <laughs> whenever we do a show where we'll be there for more than one day, I bring my PlayStation and I stay in my hotel room. I don't, I don't leave my hotel room. Jeremy wants to, like, go out. Yo, you want to go check out the I, – I got Crash Team Racing right here. I'm good, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I don't want to do none of that, bro. Yo, we're about to go see the town. Check out this one famous spot. Yo, I'm trying to get this time relic. Gucci. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Um, huh. Let's see. What – were you guys' worst bumps that you've ever taken? Like the worst bump ever. Hmm. Got you thinking. Nah, that was going. Uh, besides, besides the like the Lego bump, 
I took a pedigree once, and the guy didn't let go of my arms, so I oh, oh no, right on my head. And I'm pretty sure it gave me one of my c words. <laughs> so, and I lost, I lost a championship that night too. So it was a little insult to injury to lose to Triple H. I love losing belts. Um, in spirit, he's always burying everybody. <laughs> I love, I love losing belts so much. Nothing feels better than congratulating someone on their title win. Um, the worst bump, um, was, y'all saw it, um, the one with Billy. Um, and it was because of things that were so unexpected. Um, the beach chair, um, well, for people who haven't seen it, uh, Billy, uh, even though he lost a significant amount of weight, it's, it's by no uh, sense of the word, a small man, not to say he's big, you can't call him that no more. He lost this, like, so much weight, he can't use uh, his old gear anymore. So oh, wow. he um, he gets on a ladder. I wanted a bigger ladder. This is my spot, by the way. So it's just, it's always funny when the spot that you wanted is the one that fucks you up. So it's like, haha, that's what you get, you moron. Um, but I thought it would be a great idea for this false count somewhere match. I said, we're going to be the only match that doesn't just have wrestling stuff. That's why if you watch the match back, we did little to no wrestling. I did two neck breakers, the last wrestling moves in that match. That was the beginning of the match. Um, he, I, I'm on a beach chair that was my girlfriend's beach chair um, because we couldn't find a steel chair, um, which is insane that I couldn't find a steel chair at a wrestling event. But I couldn't find a steel chair at a wrestling event. Remember that my girlfriend keeps an irrelevant beach chair in her uh, trunk. And I said, hey, do you actually care about that beach chair? She said, I've just been trying to figure out when I'm going to throw it out. I said, I got the perfect way to throw it out now. There's a dumpster <laughs> here, and once they clean everything out, it'll get thrown in that dumpster, and we don't have to take it home. She was like, do whatever you want with it. She was like, wait, what are you going to do with it? I said, enjoy the show. So I, I'm seated in the chair. He goes to about the middle of the ladder. I really wish he would have went higher, but I understood for safety purposes, don't. Also, we weren't allowed to scratch up the floor which I think was a bit, why would you have that kind of match then if we couldn't damage the building? But we managed to not. Uh, so he jumps off. He hits me with the bodega press, which is a Fez press. Um, and he makes it a point to cradle basket the back of my head. I didn't even think about the back of my head. So he decides to just be the world's greatest human being and palm my bean and takes the like the straight floor into his knuckles to protect my head um but what we didn't anticipate was me not falling flat back and my butt my butt bone met the floor before any other part of my uh, that's not ooh. the worst part <laughs> both of the chair poles on the ends of uh, that were shoulder length to me yeah then proceeded to stab me in both of the back of my shoulders. Mm. The one on the left side decided to really get in there. And probably because Billy was leaning more on his right because he was grabbing my head. So his right, my left. So now permanently, I have a nice little circle mark behind my shoulder. Um. So yeah, it's it hurt a lot. Um, I still had a con uh, an anime convention to enjoy that weekend. Um, when I got back to my hotel room and took my shirt off, I had three people assist me in uh, put uh, rubbing off the dead skin around it, um, alcoholing it, 
wiping it down, putting something on it, and then I proceeded to get incredibly drunk at a party. It's lit. Um, but then when all the alcohol and the painkillers and all that good shit wore off, I woke up the next morning like, uh, uh, it hurts. Like, sitting like this was like impossible. So every time I'm sitting, I'm like leaning to my right. Like, I don't even want to put any kind of anything on my left side of my body at all. It was rough. Yeah, so that was my worst bump. Thanks, Billy. I'm really happy that you're the world's longest Chocolate City champion with no championship matches. It's not your fault. Fuck COVID. Yeah. <laughs> also, congratulations to every world champion or any championship holder that is now the longest reigning champion at their promotion because of COVID. Um, and also, congratulations to everyone who won a title who was intended to be the transitional champion who now <laughs> has at least 30-plus days on their title reign. <laughs> Could you imagine being told, hey, you're going to win this belt to help transition it to this guy because we can't have babyface versus babyface, and then COVID happens? <laughs> and now you just got to sit there with the belt and cut oh. promos and keep it relevant? Ah, <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst for me. Oh, I'd be so angry if we won a belt and COVID happened. Now I got to keep this. You that did happen. It did. And aren't we the world's uh, longest reigning uh, SSW tag champions? At like two hundred. That's something days? that we'll have to fact check, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we're at like two nineteen or some shit. We're at some two number. I want them really? to take me back so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last question: Can you name top three tag teams? Just in your opinion, your top three tag teams. And the independence of all time or of all time. Of all time. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean I, I have to go first. Oh, I'll go first. Yeah, he... I just I you you lead. Sorry. I'm letting you, you lead. go. Um the Dudley Boys are the greatest tag team in the world. Um second would be I, my answer number one is always easy because I always think of the Dudley Boys because of bias and just in general. Um, the Rock and Roll Express, probably. Uh, and then third, trying to think of a universal team. I don't just want to say, oh, they did great in just the WWE. No, you gotta, you gotta be like, yeah. you, you gotta have done stuff everywhere for to be on my list. Um, well, if I go off that, then. I feel like it should be well now especially. I, it's the guns, it's the Motor City Machine Guns, wouldn't it be? They've done shit in the states. They've done shit on foreign territory. Like you, you could ask a Mexican fan, a Japanese fan, a European fan, an American fan. They all know who they are, and they probably won a belt in their country. Like all the same shit you could say about 3D, you would have to say about the guns. So like, and there's so many teams that are clearly inspired by them. So. Yeah, no, it's the guns. It has to be the guns. I know everybody's probably going to give me shit for not saying the Hardy Boys and Christian and Edge. And I'm like, Edge and Christian were two singles wrestlers that were really good tag wrestlers. Uh, The Hardy Boys did it big just in the United States. I mean, no offense, they're all fantastic, but the Hardy Boys did great just in the United States of America. We got to keep, we got to, we got to just be real. And everything that they ever did outside of the States was during tours still with the same company. They were fantastic on the biggest level, but what about everywhere else? Like to me, that stuff counts. Like I don't want to be the biggest WWE wrestler. 
excuse me. And you can't use all time if you're only talking about <clears throat> one place. Like, that makes no yeah. sense. Like, unless the best go there, like, if the WWE was the NBA of wrestling, that's one thing. But it's not. It's just the most known wrestling company. Yeah. So, gotta be fair. All right. Maybe, I, maybe I made it easier for Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got two of the same. Uh, the Motor City Machine Guns are my favorite tag team of all time, so they're going to be top three. The Dudley Boys, yes. Uh, but, I mean, we'll go a little bit modern. I got to say the Young Bucks. Like, the Young Bucks have done it everywhere. They're still young. I mean, I mean, if you talk about tag team wrestling, they're one of the tag teams you think of. So, Pretty good list. I know I, away, Chris. I, know yeah. I don't think it's otherwise. <laughs> He thinks they're spot on. Nothing. I, I know how me and Justin feel about that, so I'm, we just, I'm going to let you rock. <laughs> and he's gone on record on this show numerous times degrading the Young Bucks. Oh, has so. he? Oh, yeah. I, I got to say, I have. <laughs> well, you and me have had this conversation, like, offline. That's why I'm just kind of like, well, I know I don't really yeah. got to go into it. Nah, you yeah. know my feelings towards it. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're great, but, you know. They're great. I, I won't say nothing else. I'm trying to work at AEW. It'd be cool to be on TNT, so I'll just say they're great. <laughs> like, they're paying a, they're paying people a lot of good money. So you know the Young Bucks are fantastic, and I understand why Jeremy feels that way. That's my comment. <laughs> quote me, quote me directly right there. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So matter of fact, go back. One of my dream matches is actually the Young Bucks. <laughs> I would love to take 70 super kicks and catch them for about 30 dives. I'll catch them safely, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're going to play a game, all right? So you guys are our legit first tag team on the three count. So uh, instead of instead of playing the uh, rapid question fire, we're going to do a first thought that comes to mind, and I'm going to name a bunch of tag teams, okay? We like Backstreet Boys. Pull up to... So, I love the Backstreet Boys as well. Three count. All right, guys. So, <laughs> first thought that comes to mind when the team of Undisputed Era. First thought. Talented. Go, go Bobby Fish, New York stand up. I'm biased. Paolo <laughs> I love I love all things New York, so I love Bobby Fish. I love this TV title run. It was inspiring. And then when I found out that uh, he didn't come for his match because his wife was in the hospital pregnant, I was like, oh, and he's the man? Yeah, what a guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Go Bobby All Fish right. is my answer. All right. Midnight Express. Uh, Jim Cornette is loud. Jim Cornette. <laughs> I won't say anything bad about him because I want to earn the right to get blocked by him. So Jim Cornette <laughs> is very good at being loud. So there's that. All right. The New Day. Um, Kofi Kingston should have more than one WWE title run. Big E should have had a championship run by now. Black Privilege. Tyrone. Who the hell is Tyrone? No, um, (laughs) uh, I want to say something uh, that uh, me and uh, Chris had a conversation about, uh, Kazama. Um, Tyrone will eventually put weight on his body. Um, no, no, no. Be, uh, this actually uh, goes for uh, the Gymnasty Boys. Uh, Sweet Lou, uh, he was a gymnast and then put on all that weight and can still do all these amazing gymnast stuff. 
y'all have seen how ridiculously athletic Tyrone's little skinny ass body is. When Tyrone finds the weight for all of those hamburgers that he eats, his body will retain the information of being this fucking athletic. So just understand, one day Tyrone will be 230 pounds and will still move like Tyrone. And you just have to keep that in mind. Like, he's like a high school basketball prospect. Like, he's great now, and then, holy shit, now he's seven foot tall, too. Like, he's not done growing as a human being at all. He might fuck around and gain two more inches in height. And wrestling loves them a tall guy. So imagine one day Tyrone could be 6'5", 230, legitimately. Like, and he'll still be able to have the world's longest and tallest and highest up and over and the cleanest springboard on this side of the town. Like, so with black privilege, I'd say, um, Greg, don't get left behind. <laughs> like, is really what I would say. Like, because there's a reason why I keep Tyrone close. So I'm just waiting for him to rocket ship off because I'm hanging on to those coattails, baby. <laughs> I think Jeremy lost uh fucking service wherever he was driving. Yeah, we lost Jeremy. <laughs> so, uh, well, then it looks like you got a solo interview, kid. So, that's all. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I know what he'll uh, say. He'll just say a bunch of nice things about me and <laughs> make everyone sound like they're fantastic human beings when they're terrible people. God. I can fill right, in so for Jeremy just fine. Next tag team, the Dark Order. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone's giving them way too much shit. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, I was introduced to them as the Super Smash Brothers. So I'm aware of, like, how fucking great in-ring they are, just from, like, a fan's perspective. Um, The gimmick is weird. So I understand. That's The gimmick is weird. But where it counts, um, they're some of the best. Like, just do a little bit of homework and see what they did with some of everyone's favorite tag teams that they put over way too aggressively. And I promise you, those same guys will only have good things to say about um uno and grayson so i just have to be fair i've never seen a bad dark order match or super smash brothers match so i i still hold them to that super smash brothers level but their gimmick is weird so i understand the hate right c um just happened oh there we go um i did something with my screen wait why did i turn it i flipped it why did i flip ah okay my bad yeah, I was just looking at the inside of my hand for two seconds. Um, <laughs> well, Nick is my trainer, so I won't have anything bad to say about my trainer. Uh, Vic is great. Um, he helped me out with a lot of stuff, like a lot of like weird intangibles that people don't think about. Um, and also, I'm going to be Spanish biased and put uh, Vic over. Um, Matt Wilde uh, knows what to do with what he has. And that's very important in wrestling because he has a very, like, he's short, but he's very stocky. Um, he's built like white Taz. So, you know, when, when you have handicaps, you, I think it takes, I think it takes a certain kind of intelligence to use it well. So, you know, I'll say he's a very intelligent man. Uh, Logan is absolutely fantastic. And there's a reason why EWA pushes him to the absolute furthest planet humanly possible. Um, when I saw that he beat Adam Cole's EWA Cruiserweight title reign record, I was like, who else? So uh, I think when it comes to Logan, it's just a matter of flip to your TV screen soon enough and you'll see him. So, yeah. So I got nothing bad to say about anybody on Riot City. 
Two oh, more. also all, all the women attached to them are hot. <laughs> it's always a plus. Uh, DX. Um, I like Triple H's DX better. Triple H's DX gave me the feud between uh, the nation and uh, them, and uh, I feel like Triple H and The Rock's uh, intercontinental title matches are some of the best matches that nobody talks about. Thanks. So, I, so I, have to, I have to love that version of DX because it gave me The Rock versus Triple H, which is my favorite Rock and Triple H feud. Everyone else is going to say Rock and Austin and Triple H and probably Undertaker or Shawn even, and I strongly disagree, and I feel like put some respect on Rock versus Triple H's name. All right. Uh, Jurassic Express. I agree with why don't they take advantage of the fact that Jungle Boy is, um, why am I forgetting his name all of a sudden when I was just watching him on Riverdale? Um, but, you know, I think they should take advantage of his famous dad. Um, they take advantage of all this other real shit all the time. Um, and also he's a superstar. Um, I think that my issue with Jurassic Express is break them up. They're all have the ability to do something really cool singles. Uh, Marco could be the next Spike Dudley. Um, that's not a bad thing. Um, Jungle Boy can be your top fucking guy if you build him right. And Luchasaurus is already dope. It's like, so my thing about Jurassic Express is why is there a Jurassic Express? <laughs> like, break <laughs> them all up and do shit with them because they're all super great. So, that's my thing. And last but not least, Studio 22. Um, in a perfect world, Studio 22 would have been Jeremy and Kurt and myself. Uh, Kurt decided to pursue his uh, music career, which is totally fine. He gave us a dope-ass theme song that we're going to debut, but COVID happened. Um, so in, in, in my perfect world, Studio 22 would have been a trio. Uh, I would have been a singles wrestler while Jeremy and Kurt would have been a very uh, cooperative tag team, or we could have mixed and mingled it as many times as possible. Um, happy accident, because I don't think in any situation were me and Jeremy supposed to even be a tag team. I was booked by my trainer and everyone else to be a tag team with Tyrone. And then Greg wasn't getting anything, and then they put Greg and Tyrone together, and then they just worked. And then the part of the story that Jeremy left out of me being introduced as the director was I got booked and then I got taken off the card in a matter of two minutes because it was supposed to be me and Tyrone doing something and then it was no we're going to do Tyrone and Greg doing something so then I ended up having to uh, sit in the locker room watching uh, college football and I was, I was okay with it because I didn't care and then Jeremy was like no we're going to do this we're going to figure something out I'm not about to have you out here doing nothing and um, the director thing was fun then they had me be his manager, and then we started doing more training, and then all of a sudden, to his opinion, I was a very talented uh, in-ring worker, um, and then they decided to put us in a tag match, and uh, truth be told, I just used Jeremy like how I used to use Javay, Um and then all of a sudden, it worked. Uh, you know, Jeremy just wrestles like Javay, except he throws kicks up instead of elbows, Um that's the truth. Uh, and they both ironically have the same initials. And at the time that I met them both, they both were ironically dating a girl named Rachel. Um, not on purpose, just a happy accident. They're both five foot nine guys that heavily um, use their wrestling uh, with the square button. 
they 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 throw strikes. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was okay. So let me just figure out how to do this, and then incorporate a Jeremy kick instead of a Javay elbow. And then all of a sudden. Jeremy felt very enthusiastic about us being a tag team, which is weird because I've always been in the team where I was was the more enthused guy, believe it or not. Um, so being in a tag team with someone so happy to team with me is weird as hell. So a happy accident <laughs> is what I would call it. And my dad likes Jeremy, so that's a plus. Because <laughs> my dad likes everyone, but he wants me to stay with Jeremy. He was like, don't break that up. I'm like, but what about me being, like, a great singles wrestler? He's like, no, you should stay together. You guys are good. I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, you could put away your selfish, you could put away, like, your selfish needs of having me be some, like, glorified, like, world champion. He was like, I love the tag team. I'm like, oh, shit. Good for Jeremy. I might never betray him on TV. I will. <laughs> you know how many times you've been booked to break up and I and I am the one telling them no? Um, not that he's not saying no. That sounded so bad. I made it sound like Jeremy's like, cool, let's do it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, we've been booked to break up four different times just last year alone. Um, and in the beginning of this year, we were booked to break up by the same people again. And we told them, no, we actually want to get paid less to team together as opposed to getting paid individually for more. That's another thing they don't tell you. A lot of times, starting off uh you could charge someone 50 bucks for you but if you charge them for you and your guy um then they'll probably assume okay so 10 more dollars right when realistically what you just said is now i'm 30 dollars instead of 50 dollars um but not i'll take that i'll take that every time um i feel like i i want to wait i think it'll be lit if me and Jeremy can be a tag team that has been wrestling up and down the roads every single day, I've seen each other, da-da-da-da-da. He's going to be a part of my wedding at this point now. Carrie has left me no choice. Apparently, he has to be my groomsman. I don't know how I'm going to explain that to one of my groomsmen, that my tag partner that has only been here for two years, and while you've been here for 10 years, uh, you, you got to go. <laughs> but apparently, that has to happen. Um because uh, even though Carrie isn't in the business, she understands that if I have a picture of Jeremy at my wedding, uh, a part of my groomsmen, and then when I inevitably betray him on WWE or AEW or whatever company that'll give us that kind of money, hopefully Japan, but it'll just hit different when you see a picture of Jeremy at my wedding supporting my life and then me hitting him in the back of the head with a steel chair. <laughs> Thanks. 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 So, so yeah. Carrie's thinking about my future and it's like, no, Jeremy has to be in, in, in a part of your wedding. Can't just be there. I'm like, why? She's like, because. Didn't you say you're gonna betray him? It'll it'll hit different. <laughs> like, so she thought it had. So when that inevitably happens, that means I have to give Carrie another check. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, I'm making I'm, I'm making all of this money for my girlfriend. Thanks. <laughs> well, I want to say uh, thank you. Uh, and Dino and well, Jeremy, he was the ghost of Jeremy, the ghost of Jeremy, yeah, for uh, being on our, our show today. It was probably one of the most funniest episodes we've ever had so far. So, uh, thank you for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chad Evans here with Studio 22, Chris and Dino, and the ghost of Jeremy Grimes here with Red Dog Cliff Miller, Chris Idle, and my oh, little man. brother JJ. We've had a blast. And I got to sign off. 
Uh, when you hear this, guess what? There's like five, ten minutes that's been cut out of this. So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Catch us next time on the three count. Oh, my God. Yo. <laughs>